I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. Lines are wide open. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Rob couldn't hang on, but he did bring up a topic that I did want to bring up myself in that there's everybody's freaking out about 5g right all the health warnings and who you're gonna believe and uh you know people are you know turning off their wi-fi at, at night and and i mean look you're gonna find people believe whatever they want to believe you still have people that believe the earth is flat you still have people who believe that you know if you have a vaccine you know it's gonna harm you versus save your life from getting the flu and dying um you know there's so many folks out there that are gonna believe whatever they want to believe and uh, there's an article here I'm reading about um, a San Francisco community. Again, this is a high-tech area uh, where the folks in the San Francisco area are trying to block putting up 5G installations. And they say that, you know, in this, in this one instance, that the uh, 5G antenna was poorly affixed to the single pole, allowing it to either fall or be blown off. And that's... Uh, they said that the San Francisco's public works department didn't give them enough time to weigh in on the process. So somehow, again, a public works department. Now, if you look at your town's public works period, these guys are amazing guys and gals. They're amazing people. Right? They, they, they know what to do when it comes to affixing things. And, um, and so does the company who's affixing the thing to the pole understands that by having a thing blow off or fall down – that would be probably be a bad thing to do. You're, you're not using, you know, like zip ties and duct tape to attach this. It's the year 2019. I think we understand that if you attach something to a pole, it needs to be attached properly. And these guys are saying, oh, it's going to fall down. Well, there are studies that say that uh, cell phone use increases the incidences of uh, brain cancer. Right. They've but said I'm that forever. I'm reading an article from the Mayo Clinic right in front of me that where they, they studied incidences of brain cancer over time. Right. And there was a huge uh, spike in incidences of brain cancer in the 1970s before cell phones were even invented. Right. So again, who are you going to believe? It really comes down to the whole not-in-my-backyard crowd. Um, and uh, heck, obviously you want 5G to be a safe technology, but because we can't get out of our own way with even putting fiber on those 40-foot sticks of wood in the ground. Here in America, we can't, we're not capable of running fiber without having the incumbent broadband providers block it, make it impossible for us to get high-speed internet to our homes cheaply. Why would anybody be surprised that we're going to have 5G as a problem too? It's just the nature of those folks whose cheese is going to get moved. Well, 
what's the problem with these companies having a monopoly on the poles and being able to charge us $250 for Internet? I guess. I don't know, Bob. It just, maybe it's okay. You're right. So we'll put a link up here for some of these uh, these articles. But, Rob, you know, who to believe? Who you going to believe the government FDA certified beef? I don't know. These days, is that something you can believe? Are you going to believe? Who are you going to believe? I don't know anymore. <laughs> you can't believe the, 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 the news. It's all fake. So who are you going to believe? <laughs> I don't know who you're going to believe. Are you going to believe a big corporation like Google and Facebook are out there doing everything benevolently? I don't think so. Who are you gonna believe? You gotta believe Amazon. You're giving all your information to Amazon by. Uh, well, they gotta pay their employees somehow. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, who are you gonna believe? Five G's coming, right? And five G should bring all sorts of additional technological improvements to our lives. Oh God, competition on high speed! Wow. Uh, yeah. What well, a concept. The problem will be though if it's the same companies popping it up. You know, that's the only problem. If we're not gonna get competition, then we're just gonna get nailed again as far as how much we're going to spend. <laughs> all depends on the, the politicians they pay Time off. Time to move to Whip City. Yeah, Whip City Fiber's got it laid out. They laid that fiber out there, and they've got a deal. Go NetSpeed has been trying to do the same thing, but they keep getting blocked by folks like Pura, and they get blocked by uh, the incumbents on the poles, not letting them put up their fiber lines. You know, it's just... Welcome to welcome to Connecticut, and then welcome to the United States. Let's go to uh, Bob in Weathersfield. What's going on, Bob? Hi, good morning, guys. Big fan of the show. Thanks. Question about the risk of public Wi-Fi that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Here's where I get very confused. And it's like a two-part question, but they're related. Okay. If I use a VPN, it's going to encrypt it going out from my end through the through the other end. As, Correct. As uh, HTTPS. Yes. But if I connect to a bank, every bank uses HTTPS also. So why is the VPN any safer than just connecting to the bank directly using an HTTPS connection. And the second part of that is, is there not a, some risk because after it leaves, whatever I'm connecting to is the server that actually does the surfing of the Internet on the other right, end of the right. VPN. Isn't there a risk there that somebody could say, oh, look, here's something that appears to be a uh, termination of a VPN. Let's monitor what they're doing. So, so yes, yeah, so let's talk about those issues. Okay. Um, and the last one first. So you, the VPN service, if it's a if it's a real service, mm -hmm. is not going to have hackers sitting in a booth behind you, right? So it's a company whose servers are sitting there, whose purpose in life is to offer you a safe, secure way to surf. So you're going to pop out on their on their side, like you just said, and then you're going to get to your HTTPS connection to your bank, and that all is going to be secure. If there's a rogue person in that server area, just like anything with the cloud, right? If there's any somebody involved uh, in the IT side of things that happens to be a rogue technician, I can't stop that, right? So it becomes back. It, it comes down to anything is technically hackable. There is no right now totally secure way, but it is much more secure to use a VPN than to not use a VPN in a public area, as long as you know where your VPN is coming from. Not not a Chinese VPN. <laughs> Right, you know, get a, you you think it's obvious. Uh, okay, but but explain to me why is not a bank connection that I have an HTTPS port that I know is legitimate that the certificate belongs to the bank, not somebody trying to mimic the certificate. Well, because you're you're on the public network, so yes, you're right in that your communication on that particular site is secure. But the bad guy sitting in the booth behind you is trying to just trying to packet capture what you're doing. Okay, and so by not being on a VPN. You have a chance for him to figure out where you're going on the on the network and try to get in the, in between you. 
technically, you're kind of right in that when you're on that HTTPS connection, it should be secure. But why would you want to put yourself in more risk if you had a way to, to better secure that communication and not have to worry about having the person on that public network try to sniff you out? Okay, um, I, I get that, but couldn't the same person who's sitting behind me in the coffee shop also do a man-in-the-middle kind of thing going to the VPN? No, like I said, when the VPN pops out, it is on a secure server. No, Does, no, on, at the entry to the VPN, in other words, where I'm connecting to the VPN from... The, no, it's encrypted. That's, it, a, that's a secure connection between you and the server, period. Nobody's getting in between that. It's encrypted. Okay. It's only when you pop out on the other end, I would, I would contend there might be some risk. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, You'd have to you'd have to then pretty much go go to do the Jimmy Carter approach and just go back to paper and pencil, right? <laughs> right. Uh, so I think you're fine there, um, and it's good that you're thinking about these things because you shouldn't be doing anything of any importance in a public network, anyways. I mean, your banking can wait, right? I mean, absolutely. Your banking, checking your your financial statements, anything that you think is something that you'd want to be secure can wait. Um, when you're in a private network, the only thing you should you can maybe consider is looking at email and stuff like that. But even that, I mean, if you're on a public network, there could be people in there trying to get into your system with using all sorts of tools, you know, that will actually give them the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. Okay, well that helps a little bit. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. All right, Bob. Good luck. Take care. Yep. Take care. Bye bye. So we're here till eleven o'clock. Four lines wide open on this steamy summer day. Yes, we have them regularly every year. <laughs> uh, I know the uh, weathermen have, and ladies have freaked you out. <laughs> You're probably inside, afraid to open the door. Uh, so if you are, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. Four lines wide open. We'll be right back. And we're back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Two lines open for you. Feel free to get online. We'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Let's go right to Dave in Plymouth first. Hey, Dave. Good morning. How are you? Good, sir. How are you? Uh, warm and miserable. <laughs> like everyone said you're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. What's up? I have a question on uh, Proton Email. Yeah. Um, I've got uh, I've got email at work that I use uh, you know for a lot of my own stuff. <clears throat> I also have a Gmail account. Yeah. Um, and I just don't really trust Google a whole lot. I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> you, um, you spoke about Proton Email. I did a, I looked it up on the internet and so forth. Yeah. Can you, um, in layman's terms, just explain why it's safer than, uh, you know, well, obviously Yahoo, but Gmail yeah. or anything like that? Well, it's supposed to be encrypted to start. So Proton will tell you that they have no way to look at your email, period. Even if somebody asks you, asks them for it, they can't get access to it because it's encrypted. Um, secondarily, it's located in Switzerland, and we've already known how well the Swiss hide whatever they hide. <laughs> and they uh, also worked with MIT to develop this system. So if okay. you think about MIT, Swiss, Switzerland, and encryption, it's a pretty good option. And all the reviews I've seen, too, seem to be very good when it comes to okay. what Proton can offer. There's other solutions out there for other email systems if you want more secure. But Gmail would be the antithesis of, of that. It's Google's reading your email to see what you're interested in so they can market whatever you were emailing about it uh, within your email. So, I mean, they say they weren't, but they were, and they probably still are, uh, even though they'll tell you they're not. But we, come on. It's, Targeted spam. You're, not, it's, you're yeah. not saying I'm a commodity, are you? Yeah, no, of course not. No. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, and 
check them out. Uh, it's definitely worth okay. it, worth looking at if you're looking for a more secure way that's that's available out there. Uh, and I know they have a free version and a paid version. Uh, mm-hmm. but the, the free version has the same encryption, et cetera. As I understand it, it does. Yes. Okay. So that's what I wanted to hear. All right. Good luck, Dave. Thanks for your help. You're welcome. Bye bye. Uh, yeah, you know, right now we have a very few email options out there that are "quote unquote" secure. It, you, you'd actually think that the U, U.S. Postal Service uh, of the entities that might be interested in creating an email system, although we probably wouldn't use it because now it's well, the, then they'd be charging us fifty cents an email. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, and it's government email, so we probably would, you know, it'd be in somebody's bathroom or something like that let's go <laughs> let's go to, let's go into carol in glastonbury hey carol what's up hi um i hope i can explain this um it's sort of it's about my brother's phone so i okay. visited him recently yeah um he used to have a track phone that company was purchased by another company and they provided him with really what is in essence kind of a smartphone all right he just buys his minutes mm-hmm. and uh he is still using AOL. Oh boy. <laughs> and um but he doesn't remember programming AOL on this phone so I think his previous phone had it somewhere in the past they must have you know put it on there. Yeah. But anyway, he was happily using his AOL on his laptop and on his new phone and we wanted to put an app on his phone and it said do you have a Google account? I said, "Well, we could just do you a Google account? Yeah, sure. Which asks for you to set up a Gmail account. Right. And so when we were done putting this silly app on there, yeah. um, he had no AOL anymore. Wow. Like they took over the email. They just said, no, no AOL for you. We are, we are now the uh, sole control of email, huh? They, I felt like they took control. <laughs> and <laughs> I've never seen that happen. Maybe it was in the URL, the EULA, I should say, that said, hey, if you bring us out, we're going to kill AOL. They shouldn't do that. That shouldn't well, be the case. I was, I was shocked. And, I mean, I have a Gmail account, but I have another account that's more secure than that that I've used for years for my business. So I thought, no big deal. You know, I don't, I don't think that'll be a problem. So I went back, removed the Google. Gmail removed yeah. Google. They said you have Gmail account has been removed, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. It wasn't. But he can't do AOL. He still well AOL is that an app? Bob has a Bob had a comment. Well, no, I I don't know that it's an app. I don't know. Well, that's half the battle here, Carol. If he's just browsing to AOL, that's should be something he'd be able to do. But if it's an AOL app on your smartphone, that's different. So Bob? when you were oh, in. He, he not have an app. No, he. That's his browse. That's uh, his, his browser. The word. He okay. has always had AOL as his mail account. All right. So, Bob, what do you um, want to say? So, what I was saying when you were putting the Google uh, app on there, as you were going through the, you typically go through a next, next, next type of situation. Yes. Right. There yeah. may have been something in there that said, "Do you want to remove the AOL app?" But, but most people don't app. read it. Well, when you're installing yeah. the Google piece, yeah. If you don't read every page and just hit next because you're in a hurry to yeah. get it done, yeah. things go by where you're either loading things you don't really want or need or you're taking things off that you really didn't want to. But did he use a little beach ball on his phone to surf to AOL? Is that what he was doing? No. How no. did he get to AOL, Carol? I don't know. He he always, whenever we said, okay, here's email, let's open up the email, you know, a little 
um, icon, oh. his AOL was always ah. there. So there probably was an email um, app that was on the phone that you have told to replace it with Gmail's app when you loaded Gmail's mail. I bet you're right because I, I do remember one one request that, you know, what's your email? And I put the Gmail account yeah. in there, and I bet that's what they were there. Maybe they were obliterating the yeah. other. whatever came now, with that track. I tried to send him Gmail to mm-hmm. his, I mean, email to his Gmail account, and it comes, it bounces back. Oh. So it it acts like, you well, know, you nobody it. can send him a Gmail, an email at the Gmail account. It bounces back. Right. But he doesn't have AOL anymore. But you removed it, Carol, right? You removed Gmail. Yes, I did. Well, that's why that would bounce. Right. So okay. we were happy about that. Okay, but good. We don't have AOL now. Okay, so here's <laughs> I don't what know how to put it back. Here's on what you phone. have to do. Believe it or not, okay. you're going to put back the Gmail mail system. All right, okay. it's a, that little red M, right? That looks like an envelope. You're going to put that back on his phone. And you're going to configure, you can configure a Gmail account, which he doesn't have to use, but you can configure yeah. multiple mailboxes within that same mail app. And you have to create an AOL box. So you have to know his, you have to know his address and his password. And you put that into that app. And now you're going to be able to receive Gmail and AOL mail. If he had an exchange account, you could add that to that mailbox. You could add as many mailboxes as you want. To that oh. Gmail, which what happened was the client, the little mail client that was on the phone, I think, originally you blew away because Gmail said, hey, I'm coming in. You don't want this anymore, right? And you said, next, next, next. You said, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So yeah. you need to now go into the Gmail app, add the AOL account. He needs to know his username and password. I mean, his password was password anyways. We know that. Um, and uh, set, <laughs> set that up, and you should be able to re- use both email systems. It's kind of It's kind of a neat little app. I mean, I don't like G- the little app, but it, it works. Mm-hmm. I, I used to like the uh, the other old Android Mail app versus this one. Yeah. But it is something you so, can set up. Does that make so sense? Reload the G, and will it be his old? Is it like creating a new Gmail account, or you have to? You can recreate the Gmail account you had. Um, okay. They, they might they okay. might allow that to still exist. Set that up, and then add another mailbox, which is the AOL mailbox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or just tell him to stop using AOL for crying out loud. <laughs> I can't believe it's well, still in business. He's somewhat set in his way. Sure, sure. <laughs> he just likes to hear, you got mail. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, heck, I, I did have one comment. Thank you very much. I did have one comment about the public access. Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, I had. Uh, I, I was in Florida, and my son was running in a marathon. We took pictures. and mm-hmm. So when we went back to the hotel, we said, oh, let's look at our pictures. Yeah. So I opened my, you know, that, uh, that, that uh, gallery. Yeah. And we were like, who are these people? What are these pictures? We had someone else's family pictures coming up in my gallery. On your phone? Yeah. Well, on that's a family weird. vacation. And I was like... What in the world? And we both looked at it, and yeah. I said, "Oh!" And you know, we went. I think we went out of that. We might have come back once more and saw them, but then we tried to come back, and it was just our pictures. It sounds like your clouds were crossed. Yeah, that <laughs> really um, impressed upon me what you mean when you say when you're in a public mm, area, yeah. you're not secure. You're not so safe that, and secure. You know, if that if that helps anybody <laughs> to see how that can happen. That's creepy, you know? Carol. I- I don't even creepy. know how that happened. It's very creepy. But thanks for the story. Because <laughs> we were on the hotel's internet. Yep. Yeah, I understand. It shouldn't have happened that way, but I understand. I hope that helps you. 
Okay. All Thanks right, Karen. So You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock, so stick around, guys. A half an hour to go. Two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. So stick around to the news. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Four lines, sorry, three lines wide open, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And uh, we'll try to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. If you have concerns about 5G, our government has appointed a council, the Connecticut Council on 5G, to try to grease the skids when it comes to bureaucracy, trying to cite these antennas on state land. And uh, did he fill the council with all sorts of smart IT and engineering and business leaders? Heck no! He filled it with politicians and bureaucrats. So I'm sure that's going to make things lovely and fast. Um, every single person on this commission, from what I can tell, knows as much about 5G as anybody else does. Zero. Um, other than that there's a 5 and there's a G. Um, it's it's breathtaking. But it's typical Connecticut. We're still revolutionary. Um, keeping things rolling as always. <laughs> yes. Hey, you want to buy an apartment? Apollo era Saturn V rocket? No. Okay. Well, they'll give it to you for free. Really? Is it like space? Isn't it like no, a it's, surplus? It's, it's surplus. Yeah. <laughs> they'll give it to you for free, but you got to pay the quarter million dollars it takes to ship it. Oh, that's a big bill. I don't so, want that. Yeah. <laughs> we think they'd recycle that. Let's go to Dan. Well, you, before we do this, we're going to go to Dan in a second. But you had found that the guy who did the the voice of AOL's "You Got Mail." Yeah. Is now what? He's an Uber driver. <laughs> We can link to that. He must not have gotten paid for every time it said, you've got mail. (laughs) (laughs) That contract was not well written. Let's go to Dan in Newington. Hey, Dan. How are you? Good. How are you, sir? Good. Uh, Just a couple of little simple, quick questions. Okay. Um, VPN networks, are are there... I only know of two. Is there any one of them better than the other one? Well, which two do you know about? Uh, Nord VPN and Norton. Yep, Norton is a pretty... uh, popular one out there you know rush talks about it nord yeah. i have heard of uh i'm not sure who operates it um yeah. okay uh i like proton vpn they have one as well that's what okay. i use nord vpn is officially recommended by pc magazine uh the only question is is it a chinese company or not <laughs> uh, okay just <That laughs> um, double check well, that norton is probably well, a safer one because it's a commercially yeah. well-known company I got um, it. Uh, the, use, the use of these VPNs does that affect in any way the email or the site site visiting incoming outgoing emails? Slow them down, check them. Does it does it do anything to them? Well, yes, you can have performance impacts by using any kind of VPN because now your communications are encrypted, and the okay. speed of your of your internet now is kind of dictated by the servers you're connecting to. Okay. So you can experience some performance hits uh, using VPN. No, I didn't know if it knocks them out or anything, but uh, uh, as far as the slowdown of a couple of minutes or a half hour for sending and receiving, it does really matter on my end, but uh, just thinking about uh, if it knocks everything out. No, and no, then, uh, it won't knock anything out. Okay. Um, that's about all I had. Was there a better one? Than, uh, uh, Tech Radar did a, uh, I, okay. I, Tech Radar did a, uh, an article on 100 VPN services. So there's, there's, yeah. And then they uh, supposedly categorized them as the best, so they actually rated them. So, 
if you want to learn about different competitors. Tech Radar. We have a link to it for you on computertalkwithtab.com. The only question you have to be careful of is to make sure you know who the VPN company is. Right. Right. So before you choose the VPN, even though Tech Radar decided, hey, here are the best ones, um, again, we were they're reading, journalists. We were reading an article that showed I think it was about a third of the uh, VPN providers out there are Chinese companies. Right. Uh, the oh. third of the ones that are rated the best. <laughs> so awesome. be awesome. careful. I mean, these some of these journalists really just – they don't even write the articles. They're just given to them by the manufacturers. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, that's, um, that's the case in almost in any article you read these days. They're not right. <laughs> it's, it's the corporations write the article, submit it to the journalists, and the journalists just regurgitate it. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Um, that's wonderful. Uh, one other little question is, um, I do get a lot of pop-ups coming in the lower right of the screens on a Windows 10 system. A lot of pop-ups come up Yep. Um, from people I don't want to hear from necessarily. But uh, I thought I went up to the uh, three three dots up above on the right. And I thought I got rid of them, but that only lasted for half a day, and then they all come back. They all come back again. The three dots on the right when you're in a in a Chrome browser. Up on top, yeah, the little three dots, vertical three dots there. There's some yep. kind of a setting in there. You can go get rid of them, and uh, then get rid of them. So I don't know anything else. Well, it's not enough information for me to tell you where to block those pop-ups from occurring. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, it depends on if it's a if it's a advertisement. You can always turn on ad blocking within Chrome and within Firefox, depending on what you're running for a browser. It sounds like you're running Chrome. Um, right, ad, ad blocking. Okay. Turn ad block. Yeah, are you doing anything with are these pop-ups? People, you said these are people you don't want to hear from. Are these specific companies, or what's happening? Well, they're just sales pitches from them that I prefer not to hear from. I can get it through an email from them, or okay. I just don't want to get additional pop-ups that are just driving me nuts. Yeah, uh, the ad blocking is probably what you want to kind of turn on when it comes to settings within Chrome. That might help you. What What is that through? Something up in the, a Google setting or something? It'd be in your a, settings on uh, Chrome. A Chrome setting? Yeah, okay. Yep, it's a Chrome setting. We can okay. actually give you a link to how to do it specifically. If that's what's coming up, <laughs> I'm assuming that's well, what's yeah, coming up. Yeah, it's just I think it's people I probably already do business with. They got several different arms. Oh, they got several different divisions, and it just keeps popping up, popping up, popping up. Oh, well, you might have also volunteered for that. Sometimes when you go on web, could be Yeah, when you go on websites, you, they actually ask you, "Would you like us to notify you?" And you oh, say yes or no, and the yeah, websites yeah. could be doing that. Yeah. yeah so okay. you might have asked for it there, Dan. Sorry. I, I, well, I got to get into the techie stuff. It took me a month to figure out how to get rid of the noise from push notifications on my cell phone. I finally <laughs> did it last week, and hey. hey, I don't get the noise anymore, nice. which is annoying. Where I am somewhere at an office, a business office, it's kind of annoying. But now it just comes up at the ad. <laughs> right, right. The, the, the loud noise kind of went away. Okay, so I'll try that ad blocking. Yeah, turn that on. You can turn that slow settings on. We'll, we'll put a link for you. In the in the Chrome. Okay. Yep. What do I have to do? Stand in line and talk to somebody about a email address or? Uh, no, no. You go to computertalkwithtab.com, and the link will be up okay. there for you. Okay, good. Thank you. All right, Dan. Okay. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Got to be careful with the VPNs, though. Yeah, make sure you know the VPN you're using, and make sure the company is not something you would be like, oh, wait a minute. Um, NordVPN does seem to be a really pretty good one. Um, so far, um, I haven't done much uh, research on it, but I guess it's another very large brand. They so, advertise a lot. Well, that doesn't mean anything. I'm <laughs> uh, just just saying. They advertise a lot, so they're trying to be known, they're get def- their name out there. Gotcha. All right, let's go to Max in Enfield. What's he got cooking out there? Hey, Max. Hi. Um, sometimes when um, I, I'm bringing up a, a, a document 
it seems to come up in waves, horizontal lines, until the whole picture appears. Or sometimes with a photograph, it does the same thing. And um, So it's very slow to paint? I'm sorry? It's very slow to paint on the screen? Yes. All right. Okay. Typically, that means it's a huge image file that hasn't been kind of uh, manipulated for the web. Right. Is this a browser-based thing, or is it a local-based thing when you're bringing up a local picture on your computer or a web-based com- picture? Um, either. Either. Okay. How old is your machine, Max? Where are you running? I figured you'd get to that question. It's about <laughs> nine years old. Nine years old? Is it an i3 with barely a video card in it? Or maybe it's a Pentium. Uh, is it a Pentium? Is it a du- du- uh, Core 2 Duo? Core 2 Duo. <laughs> We're not trying to make fun of you, but it may not be capable of processing the image very well because of its hardware. You may not have a very good uh, video uh, card right. embedded on the motherboard as well. Right. Yeah. So um, I listen to the show, and I enjoy the show. Yeah. I enjoy sometimes your, your comments like that um, that sighting council made yeah. up with uh, the Connecticut Brain Trust. Yeah. But... Um, and I, I enjoy the technical stuff, and I, I know a lot of times it's uh, it's a sign of age on the machine. In this case, it probably is either a sign of age or it's just that you don't have the processing power to begin with to properly paint the, the images. Whether they, If they're local, if the image is local on your computer, like a picture you've got there, and it takes a while to paint on the screen, it just yeah. means you can't process it. Your video card is not capable of processing it very well. Uh, okay. And so you either have to deal with it as far as the fact that it's really slow or consider upgrading, and at nine years, your machine owes you nothing. Um, you might yeah. be hard-pressed to find a video card that will actually work in your yeah, computer you, yeah. at that age. Yeah, you can't buy a video card. Yeah, replace the machine. Yeah. Um, I, I figure the machine at nine years has cost me about $100 a year, so yeah. uh, I've done all right. It's cheaper um, than a car tax in Connecticut. <laughs> it is. Well, I've got a forty-plus-year-old car that's under a hundred bucks, but uh, oh, it's, it's still—they're uh, actually taxing you for that thing at forty years old. Yes. What's the bill? I'm just curious. We're all writing our car tax bills, so I'm just curious. Uh, it's uh, about fifty-six dollars a year. Fifty-six bucks. Okay. Well. Yeah, it's not a show car. It, it's just. Well, that's still that's four dollars and something cents a month. Yeah, a year, a year, a month, four dollars and something. Oh, four dollars. I didn't hear you say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Rich, yeah, yeah. I mean, Max, what can I say? Well, I I, um, I enjoy the show, and I enjoy your uh, commentaries. <laughs> Thanks. Sometimes Thanks. I just can't hold back. I, I feel like I'm ra- ranting and raving, but to have a technology council made up of bureaucrats, it's just typical Connecticut. Not a single engineer on that thing. Not a single IT guy. Not a single business leader. You know, well, I, university I, presidents and commissioners. Really? We can't do better than that? I'm sure these people are lovely, but they have, they probably have no clue about 5G. Yeah, exactly. You know? But, um, bureaucrats think that there's a bureaucratic solution to the problem. Well, that's the and, thing. This is a bureaucratic solution to a bureaucratic problem. That's literally what this is. He's solving a problem, he says, about citing... 5G on and, and greasing the skids to get past the bureaucracy. It is using bureaucrats to do it. Are you kidding me? I I think you're looking. It's at... It's an oxymoron. I think it's a double look, negative. I think you're looking at it from the wrong perspective. <laughs> I guess. I think they're putting together a panel of bureaucrats to create a problem that then the government needs to solve. Ah, yes. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. Sorry. <laughs> I think that's go. typically how it works. 
think, think about how many subcommittees they can create after that to work on the problem. Well, the thing is how many studies are they going to generate, right? So because they have no clue, they're going to need to hire IT guys and engineers to perform studies to figure out whether or not they can stick a, an antenna on the Capitol Dome. And I can tell you right now, it's probably a bad idea to stick an antenna on the Capitol Dome. <laughs> but I don't need an engineering study to tell me that. <laughs> but well, they, they will. <laughs> uh, I, I, I know a couple of people have been to the uh, community colleges, and you, you made a comment about whether they're trying to, they're trying to decide whether to merge or not. Yeah, they can't even figure that out. And the president of the community colleges is on the same committee. All, all, all the legislature had to do was pass a law that said if you have a two-year degree from a community college in Connecticut, you're automatically a junior at any of the CSUs. It would have been done. Well, there you but go. They've been hee-hawing around for eight years. Yeah, yeah, we've heard that issue. And again, the University of Connecticut can't even budget for their athletic department. And again, the president now, this new president, is going to be on this committee. It just doesn't make any sense to me. They couldn't find a single IT guy. They couldn't find anybody from Pratt, anybody from UTC, anybody from Hamilton. These companies put people on the moon. But no. They find commissioners and bureaucrats to deal with 5G. It's, and people are celebrating it. Are you kidding me? Politicians are celebrating Yeah. I mean, that's why we are where we are in Connecticut. That's why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Simple as that, Max. Thanks for calling. Thank you. All right. Talk to you soon. Um, it's just ridiculous. It's just it's an oxymoron. It's counterproductive. I couldn't believe it. I, I was like, all right, this new governor is bringing on some new thinking. Nope. Same old thinking. On steroids. <laughs> exactly. We're going to step out for a quick break. we got Rich and Paul on the line. Hang on. Two lines open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. I mean, the thing about this whole commission thing that gets me so upset is really that the our media just sat there and let them talk about this commission. Not a single one asked the question. Not a single reporter said, hey, governor. How come there's no IT people on this committee? How come there's no engineers on this committee? They just, okay, <laughs> here's the committee. It's just, it's just lazy, man. And I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. I couldn't believe when I found out this was on the, I had to go ask a, a reporter. I asked one of the reporters from the Hartford uh, Business uh, Journal if he had the information, and he quickly responded, which is awesome. Uh, Matt Pylon told me who was uh, what was in the law. I didn't have a chance to read it and uh he quickly got it over to me which is awesome from the harvard business journal they have a whole article on this by the way at the harvard business journal about this 5g council <laughs> and uh i was just amazed that not a single reporter said hey governor what about an engineer on the damn thing let's go to rich in glastonbury hey rich yeah hi guys thanks for taking my call sure appreciate it enjoy your show yeah thanks. I, ha I have a question it could be uh actually going back in time yeah okay uh but i have uh many vhs tapes oh boy yeah but they're still good yep and i'm more concerned about the content rather than the method of delivery okay so i could convert them over to a dvd right but what i would like to do is keep the original vhs's and play it um, on the TV. The TV is fairly new. It's a Samsung uh, 4K 49-inch, and it works very well. Nice. Uh, question I have is, I could get the units on the Internet from different uh, distributors and suppliers. Right, that play VHS tape? Uh, VHS and DVD. Nice. I want the combination. Yeah. But are there any that you could recommend, and are the hookups difficult, and is there anybody I could call to help out? 
The hookup shouldn't be difficult. I, I used to have one of those combo VHS DVD units myself. Um, it won't. Sometimes they disable the DVD, especially if you have any kind of commercial VHS player in there, because it doesn't want to allow you to copy the DVD if it's a commercial um, movie. But uh, if it's home, it should allow you to. But the hookup should be pretty straightforward. If you can still find, if you can find them new. With HDMI connections, it should be no big deal. What, with what, what connection? HDMI. What, what does that mean? I don't know what the algorithm, uh, the ac acronym means, uh, but that's the interface to go from the um, to your TV. Most of your TV is going to have tons of HDMI interfaces. Okay. So you need to go from VHS to HDMI. Uh, so whatever that box you buy, it just ne needs to support HDMI, and if it's current enough, it will. If it's not, you may need to adapt it uh, from. Gosh, it'll be like RGB, like it'll be, it'll be a uh, old style RCA connection, red, green, and yellow, or something like that. That you'll interface to HDMI. It'll be kind of a a funky adapter. You'll have to go to cables and connectors to get a funky adapter for that. If that's how it comes. Is there any place that you could recommend that could do a um, a good convert from yes. the VHS to the uh, DVD? Yes, LegacyBox.com. They have advertised on the station forever. This is what they do. Okay. Are, there, are there any errors that are done by mail? You drop it in the mail. Okay, okay. All right, because I might, I might do both. I like to keep the VHS and also get the DVD, but keep the original at the same time, because some of the uh, VHSs are very good training tapes and technical mm. tapes, and they're, they're not available anymore in any format. Well, yeah, the problem is there's no VHS players. I can't believe you found one out there. Yeah, there, actually, if you go on the Internet through uh, eBay and uh, Amazon, oh, okay. uh, they're, they're still available. Really? But they're going up in price oh. because there's fewer available. That makes sense. Yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, I want to thank you guys. Enjoy your show. You do a great public service. Oh, thank you for being there, Rich. We appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Yep, bye-bye. So, yeah, I guess you can get that old stuff still these days. Yeah, Amazon has one. Uh, Samsung for 98 bucks. Okay. All right. Let's go on to Paul in Litchfield. What's going on, Paul? Good morning. Okay, you guys are talking about upgrading computers, i3, i5, dual core, you know, quad core. Yep. We put that in English. We're making your ear, your your hair hurt, huh, Paul? So we were kind of joking. I don't have hair to hurt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's we're, too late. I'm, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking to upgrade seriously. Yeah, man. sure, sure. Those yeah, th those processors that we listed were all old processors, so we were a little inside geek uh, baseball there for you. Um, as far as the recommendation, we did give it earlier in the show. Uh, an eighth gen or better five G processor. Uh, multiple cores, two, four, I four, i five. Yep, sorry, five, i five, not five G. Sorry, uh, eight gigs of RAM or better, and a solid state hard drive uh, or a hybrid hard drive of some kind, and those are your minimums. And if you're in that six to eight hundred dollars or even nine hundred dollar range, it should serve you a long time. If it's a three hundred dollar computer, you might have similar specs, but they may not be as quality as I'm mentioning. It may not last as long. Right. So we, it'll be on the podcast. We're coming up against a hard break. So if you uh, need to listen to that again, it'll be it's all podcasted over here at WTIC.com. Oh, great. great. All right, Paul, i got to go. Okay, have a good day, guys. Thanks, Stay you cool. too. All right, we'll try. <laughs> it'll save your life. Well, uh, Dr. Alessi is going to be in with Healthy Rounds, get, take, giving you a second opinion on your health advice. I want to thank Mike G for posting everything live over at ComputerTalkWithTab.com. I want to thank Matt for producing. And, again, stick around. Dr. Alessi's up next. See you next week.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.